Are you looking to make some change this year in your business and maybe your life? If you are, then maybe we should have a chat. You can head on over to speaktopete.com and book in a chat with me and we'll see if we're a right fit. Usually is around improving your communication, improving your process management, and improving your accountability within your business so that we can take away some of the frustration and give you back more freedom. Isn't that why you got into business in the first place? So head on over to speaktopete.com and let's have a chat. Sometimes people will say, oh, I wish I could invest in a McDonald's and I'll quiz them a little and I'll say, really, would you want a business that has that many employees? Would you mm-hmm. want a business that is pretty much 24-7, close to 365? Are you comfortable managing managers and, and teams and hiring and training consistently? Well, let's look at a business then that has the hours that you would like or the right number of employees or in a space that you would like. Everyone thinks that food is pretty sexy and exciting. Most franchise companies want you to have experience. And the experience is not that you can work the drive through or that you can flip the burgers. The experience is that you're familiar with the hours and the challenges that come with managing that number of employees. The other day I asked a client, do you know what you want? And she said, you know what? I really don't know what I want. So I created a one-page document called the Want Clarifier, and it takes you through the idea and into the activation so you can understand what it is you want, fully flush it out, and then set up a plan to activate it. If you'd like a copy of the one-page Want Clarifier, just go to simplifyingentrepreneurship.com forward slash want. Hey, it's Pete and welcome to another edition of the Simplifying Entrepreneurship Podcast, helping you cut through the chaos of running a business. After all, you own your business and it shouldn't own you. And today I had the opportunity to speak with franchise specialist, Diane Ployce, and she works with people interested in buying their first or their second or third business, whatever the case is, but all around fitting them with the right franchise. So think of it as a dating game. She's figuring out what they have and what they want and playing the matchmaker and finding them the perfect fit franchise so they can enjoy the life of an entrepreneur through franchising. And, you know, as a former franchisee, I've owned a couple of franchises along the way. Franchising is a really interesting alternative. And for those that haven't really looked at it, This conversation, I think, is going to pull out some of the great stuff and why you may want to look at a franchise for your next business. Let's dig into it with Diane. Dan Ployce, it's a pleasure to have you here today on the Simplifying Entrepreneurship Podcast. Thank you very much, Pete. It's my pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to chatting with you. Me too. And it's all around how I started business back in 1994 with my first franchise. And franchising, for those of you listening, is such a viable way to do business. And I'm excited to talk to Diane here today about her experiences because you've been doing this now as a business broker for franchises since 2004. Am I right on that, Diane? You are right. I never expected it, but I love helping people, matching people, and and sometimes encouraging them to look another direction, but it's rewarding, it's fulfilling, and I I have chosen to stay. 
That's part of my past as well. I used to be a business broker and helping people find the right business, setting up the right fit. And it's such an interesting business as we're talking to entrepreneurs. And it's like you're matching them up, right? You're you're the matchmaker. Exactly. I asked them about their their goals, their skills, their interests, really their why. Why do they want to do it? Because if they don't have a good reason or a big enough why, they're not going to do it or it's not going to be the right time. So that's really a, a motivating factor, a driving factor. You know, entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. And, you know, if you're thinking right now, and I know a lot of our business, a lot of people listen to this are already entrepreneurs or already business leaders and stuff like that. But thinking back, and if you're not a current franchisee owner, but why is franchising really sort of becoming a good alternative to owning a business to it, whether you're, if you're in career and you're looking to start a new business, or maybe you have a business and you're looking for a different one, why would you pick a franchise over just going out there and starting or looking to buy an existing independent business? Well, it's certainly one option. I believe people look at franchising because they like the infrastructure. They like the systems, the support, the plug and play, if you will, they can get down that proverbial road further and faster they may have great business skills, management, comfortable hiring, firing, uh, training, read financials, all of those types of things, but maybe they don't have that big idea or they, they just don't want to do everything. And a franchise could be a very good fit for those people that appreciate that and want that head start. Yeah. And I mean, I remember when I bought my first franchise, which is now no longer around, the business still exists, but it's not under that franchise anymore. And when I was looking for a franchise, I just got out of business school and, you know, I had a few dollars in my pocket, not a lot, but I had a few dollars in, in my pocket. And I said, here's the amount of money I have to invest in a business. Now, what could I find? And in those days, we went to Entrepreneur Magazine. We started looking through Entrepreneur Magazine because that's, I mean, we didn't have much internet at that time. And, you know, you'd be flipping through and saying, oh, I like this, I like this, call, do your discovery with the franchises, and then sort of settle down. And so I found one, and I went, and I did my training, and I came back, and that business today still goes and is strong as ever. And it just shows that, you know, even though the franchise itself is no longer, the business idea, the concepts, the core, everything that I got trained on is still operating and still rolling through. I don't own the business anymore. I've, I've since sold it. And that person's had it for the last 12 or 13 years and doing ever so well with it again. So, you know, sometimes it's just getting off to the start in something like that and getting everything rolling. Other times you're buying, you know, like my next door neighbor at the cottage had a couple of McDonald's stores, which is everybody knows that name. So some franchises are very recognizable and others like the one that I owned aren't as recognizable. Tell us a little bit about the differences between when you're buying a proven name that everybody is sort of a household name in a franchise compared to one that maybe isn't. Obviously, when you look at McDonald's, that is a household name. It's been around mm -hmm. 50 plus years. Mm -hmm. It has minted more millionaires than any other exactly. franchise. However, not everyone can afford it. Not everyone has territory available, and it's not right for everyone. And sometimes I'll challenge people. Sometimes people will say, oh, I wish I had the money that I could invest in a McDonald's, and I'll quiz them a little. And I'll say, really, would you want a business that has that many employees? Would you mm -hmm. want a business that is pretty much 24-7 
close to 365. Are you comfortable managing managers and, and teams and hiring and training consistently? And then they go, mm, I don't I don't know about that. That's maybe more yeah. people than I want and maybe more hours than I want. And I'll say, okay, well, then what do we like about McDonald's? And we like how they've solved certain things and the systems and the vendors that they have to make it easier. Well, let's look at a business then that has the hours that you would like or the right number of employees or in a space that you would like. Everyone thinks that food is pretty sexy and exciting, and yet it can be very difficult and very challenging. It's one of the few industries that most franchise companies want you to have experience. And the experience is not that you can work for the drive-through or that you can flip the burgers. The experience is that you're familiar with the hours and the challenges that come with managing that number of employees. Yeah. And that's a, all part of what you do as a business broker of setting up the right fit, asking those questions and digging into their personal wants and figuring out what it is sort of the, their 5, 10, 15, 25 year goals are so that you can match that in with a franchise that's going to run along with that. You know, when we look at that, one of the big things that I always dealt with too when uh, being a business broker was, what are your financial goals? Like, what is it that you need to operate your business? And what is it that you need to operate your family? And what is it, you know, those kind of things. When we start digging into those sort of questions, how can franchising help people achieve their financial goals, Diane? This episode of the Simplifying Entrepreneurship Podcast is brought to you by Shootopia.ca. I've owned Shootopia now for over 12 years, and we're always looking to ensure our clients look great and feel fantastic. Like when you look in the mirror and you say, ooh, I look pretty good. And when you close your eyes and you say, ah, those feel fantastic. That's when you know you found the perfect pair. Whether you come for a visit in person or visit us online at shootopia.ca, our goal is always to make you feel like family and provide an experience you'll remember. Our clients are at the very heart of Shootopia. Visit us at shootopia.ca. Currently, we're only shipping to Canadian addresses. One of the very nice things about many franchise companies is they do have what's called financial performance information in the legal document, the franchise disclosure document. So you can use that as a starting point to see what others have done. One of the beautiful things is that franchising is pretty transparent. So first, you're going to learn about the franchise company, the training, the support, their digital marketing, the founders, the vision, all of that. And then you're going to have the opportunity to talk with franchisees. So you can ask them about how they got started, how long it took them before they hit break even. You can ask them about employees. You can ask them all these questions to verify everything that you've seen and learned so far. And you're going to be looking at them and saying, gee, you know, I talked to to Sam and Sam's pretty sharp and Sam's doing really well. I don't know if I could do as well as Sam, but then I also talked to Mark and Mark does all these other things. He golfs a lot and yeah. and volunteers with this and that. He's making more money than what he did in his corporate job, but you know, he's not that much more motivated. 
So I think I could certainly do better than him. So you you get some data points, if you will. You're talking to business owners. You're going to look at their market size, how long they've been in business, how they're running the business, what their goals are. I can remember talking with one person and he said he talked to what would be a neighboring franchisee and that franchisee loved antiques and he provided a service business. And when he was out there working, if that person had antiques, they would just strike up a conversation and and he loved that. So he was less concerned about how many calls or projects could he get in in a day, as well as chatting about his hobby and his interests. It's interesting because, you know, as a franchise owner, it's still up to you. I mean, you have to live within that mold of what it is they're due, but it's still up to you to go get the business. It's still up to you to, you know, figure that kind of part of your life and your business out, right? Do you want it to be as busy or do you not want it to be as busy? And you have some control in most franchises around some of that. And that's part of that match too. Do you want a service? Do you want a retail business? Do you like, are you looking for professional services and all of these different things? Because like anything, there's ups and downs to all of them. Right. There's, there's pros and cons. And I think one of the advantages, hopefully, that I offer as a franchise business consultant is that I will make several recommendations, ideally three. And all of the companies that I present will have territory available. One might be a lower investment. One might be a higher investment. One might be fewer employees. One might be more employees. One might be service-based. One might be retail-based. One might Mm -hmm. be an emerging business. One might be an established business. So we're looking at this, and usually people are surprised at, A, how much they'll learn about the business, but also, B, how much they learn about themselves. And sometimes they say, well, I told you I wanted this, but now that I'm learning about it, and and how did you know you presented this other business? And and I actually like this other one better, which, you know, you picked up on something there. So most people simply don't know what they don't know. So the challenge is to keep an open mind and explore and understand, but do it through your lens of of what are your goals, what skills do you bring to the table so you can be happy and you can be successful. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for spending some time teaching us a little bit about franchising here today, some of the ups and downs of franchising. Diane, if anybody wants to get in touch with you and learn a little bit more about franchising and and you know talk to the expert who's been doing this since 2004, how do they do that? How do they go about getting a hold of you? The easiest, if they would like to schedule a call, would be to go to quickchatwithdiane.com, and Diane has one N. People can also find me on LinkedIn, as I'm quite active there and, and try to post regularly and can get a feel for me and my background, and that is simply Diane Ploys, the franchise fitter. Ploys, which is not easy to A, pronounce, or B, spell, is P as in Peter, L-E-U-S-S as in Sam, Sam. Awesome. Well, thanks again for spending some time with us and helping us through this idea around franchising and whether or not it might be a good fit for our listeners. We have to leave it up to them, of course, but if they do want to find out more information, make sure to call Diane and she'll help you through all of the trials and tribulations of figuring out what's the right fit for you. Thank you very much, Peter. It it certainly can be a diversification strategy for all those business owners that are your listeners. Absolutely. Thank you. 
I hope you learned a little bit about franchising today. And, you know, if you've never thought of it before, hopefully this will bring a little more clarity on some of the reasons why you may want to franchise and some of the reasons why you may not want to franchise. And for me, it was a great start to get me kicked off and going as a new business owner back in 1994 and love the fact that that business is still going strong today. I don't own it, haven't owned it for 12 years, but the new owner's doing well with it. It's continued on. I had another franchise as well, a cleaning franchise at the same time that we had for 10 years. When we bought it, it was existing and it had 30 clients and we grew it to 300 clients when we sold it and it went on and it was resold again and stuff like that. And it's now been incorporated into a large corporation. So it's no longer a franchise anymore, but it was a great business as well. There's so many great businesses out there. And by using somebody like Diane, she's going to introduce you to certain businesses that you may have never even thought about that may be even a better fit for you than the ones you have thought about. And I think that's the beauty of being being a business broker. And in my previous experience of being a business broker and helping people get through this, I didn't work with a lot of franchisees. I worked with more independent businesses, but certainly understand all of that in matchmaking the right business. It's such an important piece that your skills and your capability and all the confidence that you have as a business owner is transferred into the business that you're going to buy so that you can propel it and have it give you back the life that you want as an entrepreneur, because that's why we're in business, to create a better life for our families and for us, and so that we can actually live the life that we want and use our business to help prop that up. If you want to learn more about some of the things that I do at Simplifying Entrepreneurship, just go to speaktopete.com. That's speaktopete.com. And you can book in a Zoom call with me to discuss turning your wants into wins, turning your frustrations into freedoms, being an entrepreneur, and changing some of the things in your business to have an even better life, because that's what it's all about. It's time to simplify your business and life as a leader. Make it a great day. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironicmedia.com.